0: What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel Twenty Three podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Good morning, men.
1: Morning,
2: everybody. Morning, guys. Hi, everyone.
0: So, episode forty-eight. I looked. I looked back. Our first episode was October fifth. Wow. So we did pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool.
0: You guys want to start with the Pledge of Allegiance? Absolutely. Sure. Awesome. I pledge, pledge allegiance to, to the, flag the flag of the United, United States, States of America and, America, and, and to, to the republic, republic for which it stands, one nation, nation under, under God, God indivisible, indivisible with, with liberty and justice, and justice for, all. for all. All right. Episode 47 at 320 downloads. That was the Ray Scott episode. Nice. Did you ever send him the link, Dave? Do, do you know if you listened to it?
2: You know, I don't think I did. I'll do that.
0: Man, we could have 321 downloads. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he He'll
2: get his wife and kids to listen yeah. to it, too, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. So we Boom. we might scratch 324.
0: Bam. <laughs> we are at, excuse me, we're at 16,167 total downloads. So That's very cool. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Watch out, Rogan.
0: Yeah.
1: Coming for you. <laughs> That's because my dad joke is so good today. Also, it's going to help with that, those stats. Nice. Just just so you know
0: Joe, I saw Joe Rogan popped up on my caller right ID the other day I rejected that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a little tired today I bought a new gun and uh, I went to the range last night I couldn't get it to fire so I had to read the troubleshooting guide
2: <laughs> Oh, those time are classics <laughs> the gun puns are back <laughs>
0: time for the dad joke challenge
1: uh, oh, that was yours? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. That's all I got.
1: Oh, man. Hey, have you guys heard about the the rock group um, that don't sing? No. Mount Rushmore? <laughs> ah, okay.
2: <laughs> <Ba-da-ba>. oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to jump in before Super Dave here because he... He had a good one, but I think it got nixed as far as like we had to run it by Linda and <laughs> yeah, exactly. she said no. Sometimes we need a gut check. Well, mine's so long I have to read it off a of sheet of oh, paper. Man. And actually print it actually printed onto two pages, but wow. it's kind of a story. It's, That's I, like small print. Too. I got a kick out of it, right? So here we go. Once upon a time there lived a man who had a terrible passion for baked beans. Oh, mm. He loved them dearly, but they always had an embarrassing and somewhat explosive effect on him. One day he met a girl and fell in love. When it became apparent that they would marry, he thought to himself, she'll never go through with the marriage with me carrying on like this. So he made the supreme sacrifice and gave up beans. Shortly afterward, they were married. A few months later on the way home from work, his car broke down. Since they lived in the country, he called his wife and told her he would be late because he had to walk home. On his way, he passed a small cafe and the wonderful aroma of baked beans overwhelmed him. Since he still had several miles to walk, he figured he could walk off any ill effects before he got home. So he went in, ordered, and had three extra large helpings of delicious baked beans. He farted all the way home. By the time he arrived home, he felt reasonably safe. His wife met him at the door and seemed somewhat excited. She exclaimed, Darling, I have the most wonderful surprise for you for dinner tonight. I don't know if I'll be able to get through this.
1: <laughs> it must be good, you guys.
2: Oh, man. She put a blindfold on him and led him to the chair to the head of the table and made him promise not to peek. <laughs> this is going to be so tough to get through. Oh, my God. At this point, he was beginning <laughs> <laughs> Someone else is going to have to read it. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. Here, Jim. <laughs> you got to finish it, man. I'm right here. At this point,
2: yeah. At this point, I can't get
0: through. (laughs) Oh man, let me take a breath here. (laughs) At this point, he was beginning to feel another one coming on. Just as his wife was about to remove the blindfold, the telephone rang. She again made him promise not to peek until she returned, and away she went to answer the phone. While she was gone, he seized the opportunity. He shifted weight to one leg and let it go. It was not only loud, but also ripe as a rotten egg. He had a hard time breathing, so he felt his napkin and fanned the air around him. (laughs) Dave. (laughs) I've never seen him laugh this hard. Me neither. It's only because (laughs) of the (laughs) punch. He had just started to feel better. Let me adjust my mic here. He had just started to feel better. When another urge came on, he raised his leg and ripped. It sounded like a diesel engine revving and, a, and smelled worse. To keep from gagging, he tried fanning his arms a while, hoping the smell would dissipate. Then he got another urge. This was a real blue ribbon winner. The windows shook, the dishes on the table rattled, and a minute later, the flowers on the table fell over. While keeping it ear tuned in on the conversation in the hallway, and keeping his promise of staying blindfold he carried on like this for the next ten minutes, farting and fanning each time with his napkin when he heard the phone farewells he neatly laid his napkin on his lap and folded his hands on top of it smiling contently he was pictured he was the picture of innocence when his wife walked in apologizing for taking so long she asked if he had peeked under the table under the et- he had peeked at the dinner table. After assuring he, her he had not peeked, she removed the blindfold and yelled, Surprise! They're seated around the table with his great alarm, with 12 dinner guests for a surprise birthday.
2: I just couldn't get through it, visualizing what the guy was
0: doing. Oh, that's great. Oh
3: man! I can't follow <laughs> I, every that. Every time That's I so thought so of funny. that, I was just—I just, I just <laughs> couldn't stop laughing, man. How do you follow that? That's a good one. And he busted up when he was sitting behind me in
2: the office. And all of a sudden, he started laughing so hard. It's like I got I thought the joke. I'd be able
3: to, be able to <laughs> read it, no problem. <laughs>
0: cow! I didn't even know what I was gonna send him just from you laughing. I had to like take a couple breaths to prepare myself.
3: Geez, you know, after that one, I should tell that other one that Linda to because... <laughs> do it. Oh, I, it was a long one. I'd have to... I don't think I could tell it without reading it. But anyway, do you know Little Johnny? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> well, Little Johnny went to a concert, and he sit down in the front row, and uh, then the concert started to begin. And a friend asks, Johnny, how did you manage to get the ticket to this concert in the front row? Johnny replies, I got a ticket from my sister. And the friend asks, well, where's your sister? And Johnny said, she's back home waiting. (laughs) We're looking for her ticket.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Uh, Good times. Glad to see everybody in a good mood this morning. New drivers. We got Joe Cool Solano. And George Portgeiter, that guy, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the fleet, we're excited to have you guys. I know Joe Cool, this has been about two years in the making, and then I met George the other day, he seems like a really nice guy.
1: Awesome, welcome you guys, glad to have you.
0: Yeah, welcome George and Joe, welcome aboard. Celebrations, birthdays, we got Charlie Moran's birthday Friday the 30th. Happy birthday, Charlie. And then family birthday celebrations. We got a lot of kids' birthdays this week. Joshua Coronado, that would be Seabass's son. Mariani Carolis would be Amber's daughter. And Nazareth Sotelo, that is Pedro's daughter. They all have birthdays. And then Mikey's wife, Melissa Peterson, has a birthday on, well, I always do this. She has a birthday on the 25th. (laughs) Gotcha. Well, happy birthday, kids. Happy birthday,
1: Melissa, Charlie. Happy birthday, everybody.
0: And then uh, I'd love to give a, uh, an update on uh, Big Country's house fire. He's actually found a new apartment. He's excited about that. It's got sprinkler systems everywhere. <laughs> right? That was like one of the big things he was looking for. He's on the ground level. Like, I guess having your house burned down really makes you kind of reconsider the things that you look for. I can't imagine. When you're looking for a place to live, right? Yeah. Um, Congratulations to the JFW family, or thank you, I should say, for raising $1,470.
1: Yeah, that's that's good stuff right that there. Is, awesome. That is
0: awesome. Yep. Yeah. So we wanted to put a deadline. Well, Linda suggested a deadline of today because she wants to get Steve the cash, mm. right? So 1470 and JFW is going to match that. Is that correct?
1: Yep, absolutely. So he'll yeah, just yeah, you be, guys did great.
0: He'll just be shy of about $3,000. I know. Uh, I don't know what furniture he's got. I did see a bunch of pots and pans and stuff downstairs. I know people have offered furniture to him. Shout out to uh, Omar Santa Cruz, and shout out to everybody for doing this. But Omar doesn't work here anymore, and he heard what happened on uh, on the podcast last week, and he gave me a call, and he's like, "Hey, I got a dining room table. If you know this big country guy wants to come pick it up, he's more than welcome." So. I asked Big Country, he got Omar's phone number. I don't know where it went from there, but thank you, Omar, and thank you to the JFW family for helping Steve out.
2: Absolutely. It's so impressive to see everybody come together and help out like that.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. When we say we're family, we sure do mean it. Shout-outs. Andy Conrad wanted to give a shout-out to uh, 0018 Stingray. He helped me out at Central getting the hot hose off for of fitting, and he was awesome and helped him out. I guess he was struggling with his hot hose for like forty five minutes and then wow. called Stingray over and they they got it loose. So mm, good. Thanks Stingray. And then I got a text from Edward yesterday. He said, Hey Jam, I would like to give a shout out to Oswaldo for tomorrow's podcast. He's doing a great job at dispatch and something that I really liked was that on Friday of last week he called me as he saw that I had preloaded for Cores, asking me if I'd been there before and if I knew how to get there and just making sure I wasn't lost with anything and that really shows for driver support. I haven't been to most dairy farms and I know I can go with him with questions about any future dairies that I might be sent to. So I agree. Edward Oswaldo <laughs> is doing a great job and he's very knowledgeable. He's done the job and he's been to most places. He was he was one of our go to guys. So, yeah, yeah abs- I mean, absolutely. He, he was a go anywhere, do anything guy. So, yeah, he could absolutely help everybody out. And uh, yeah, I mean Oswaldo stepped into the arena when he stepped in a dispatch, and he,
3: he he has a great personal connection with yes. all these guys. He's yes. got nicknames for everybody, and oh, yeah. <laughs> I just he was such a quiet person. And it's kind of funny to me that he's not really that quiet, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Right, you
2: get to see the yeah the true it, right. It's yeah, those very sexy cool. legs he's got going uh, in his man. shorts
0: he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I think he'll give you a run on your shoe collection.
1: I did notice that. I was like, man, I'm gonna have to step up my game. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can't let him win. Yeah, it's like two different people. Like I feel like I don't I don't feel like we got Oswaldo the driver. I feel like we got a whole. different... He might be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> so, He's Dexter. Split personalities. Uh, so funny.
1: Yeah, good good job, though, Oswaldo. Thank you guys. And and, absolutely. And thanks, Edward, for bringing that up. Sure. Good stuff.
0: JR wanted to give a shout-out. and says, uh, good job to everyone for taking the time to clean up their cabs and have them looking good. And kudos to the Bulka crew for taking on the task. Their trucks are far more difficult to clean and keep clean because of the fine cement powder. They may or may not have had some help cleaning over the weekend by Sergio Portillo. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. I know Sergio's been on a dirt job back-to-back weekends, so you must have had some pretty long Saturdays. Right. He's, com- he's coming back here cleaning out trucks. <clears throat> yeah, out of 96 inspections, 88 trucks passed. Five failed, and three were not inspected because they were at Kenworth. Hmm. So,
1: good numbers. Thanks He's you guys. Yeah. That's yeah. that's something to be proud of. That's is that's just taking our brand and our culture and, and making it better. Making yes. it better when somebody else has to drive your truck also.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And encouraging them to keep it clean too, you know. Yeah. So,
1: Absolutely. Pretty good.
0: I'm going to just hit this now because I don't want to forget to come back to it, but JR also wanted to put out an announcement for uh, volunteer bulk drivers who would want to help out. He even said please. So, we could always use help in that division.
3: Mm. I'd like to give a, a quick shout-out to a couple of guys that are on injured reserve right now. Uh, we got some pictures of Dustin's foot. Oh, he had man. surgery on his foot, had a couple of giant screws and I don't know how many plates, but it looked to me like it was Frankenstein's foot.
0: He's um, got more metal than bones in there. I right? hear you. It's, I hear you. It, but, was,
3: uh, it looked uh, like a tool shed, didn't it?
2: It
0: did.
3: Yeah. It did. Um and I'd like to just give him him and Don Keller, who stopped by, uh, I think it was Tuesday morning. Um, so we talked about what his his uh, ongoing issues are with his back. And I just wanted to wish those two guys uh, to get well soon. And uh, may the force be with you.
0: Yeah. Any word on, on Dustin's recovery? Like how long till he could use that thing?
3: Um, I didn't get any. I mean, the last I heard was like six months. Wow. So I don't mm. know if that's accurate or not
0: yeah yeah that's that's tough how do they even fit all that metal in one i know foot? <laughs> your your foot is
3: nothing but like tendons and bone and yeah. skin and they put that inside
1: i yeah, think they good. just go to drilling and screwing and yeah. I mean, putting in places that <laughs>
0: they're, they're basically mechanics he could have just went and seen mikey yep
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all the when the when i think it was danielle when she broke her ankle my our oldest daughter or that the doctor was like we were talking about the screws and the doctor was like i just get out my makita looks the same thing as you use at the house he said she said mine's just sterile that's the only difference <laughs> right, you know get right. some screws out of the little jar and go to screwing the ankle together well, it's no no different it's just wow. amazing yeah yeah, yeah exactly Yeah, you know, i want to talk a little bit jim um shout outs here yesterday we were in a in a meeting and uh, was talking about truck availability to to me and dave and what uh what the winter looked like and and the future and and what we were capable uh, as we as jfw could do for trucks and stuff on on a job that might be coming up and one of the things that was brought up is they asked how we were doing on drivers yesterday and we've ran into a lot of lot of different companies uh, competitors non-competitors stuff like that that everybody's struggling for drivers and you hear that you know on the news you hear it everywhere um the driver shortage and stuff like that and uh super dave i know the number changes so much last one i heard last week was like we were plus nine dave thought he heard we were we were at plus 14 mm-hmm. um and and i know that in one way, that's frustrating probably for the new guys, but we've talked about that. That makes our PTO program robust. It helps with call outs, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and <coughs> what I'm leading to is the, the thank you here, or the shout out is uh, as we were talking to this customer, they mentioned that somebody that's helping them with hauling um, is not giving them all their trucks because they're short drivers. And it's a real problem for this company, and they're, they're just not performing. And not because they don't want to, it's because they're short drivers. And, you know, they, they turn around and go, how, how are you and Dave doing on drivers? How are you doing? And you don't want to act like you're bragging. But when we can, you know, put a smile on our face and, you know, make our tone pretty monotone, it, it's really nice to go we're plus 9 we're plus 10 we're plus 6 we're plus 14 you know and you and you and that's a thank you to the new people that have picked us to to be their future that's the you know the hiring team super dave you know joanne yourself jr you know, but that's also has a lot to do with retention. That's our, that's our trainers. That's the other drivers. That's dispatch. That's us as a family and a team building this group of people that can work together and, and we're making, we're making a place that's, that's good to work hopefully and continuing that. So, you know, mine's a, mine's a broad shout out and maybe we don't do that enough that we're, we're thanking everybody here that builds our culture and our brand because in instances like that makes a huge difference when we can brag <laughs> as such of our of quality of people we have here. And, I, and I, I truly don't think that there is many companies that can do that, I guess. Or I guess I can actually say... I know there's not many companies that can do that because we're involved with a lot of different companies and they're struggling. So, yeah, thank you to to everybody. And I can't I'm not can't name them all, you know. But I mean, it, it's truly everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it starts with the phone call. You yeah, know, and and Super Dave keeping his foot on the gas, as you would say, absolutely. Brother Dave, you know, and Jr. helping him out, but then yeah all the pieces coming together and you know we we talk about culture so much culture, culture 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 right but i feel like it's finally we're reaping what we sow you know we've been we've been out the culture thing for so long and we have stayed true to ourselves for so long you know like we've had our ups and downs we've been minus again you know in the last 4 years we've been minus you know but we stay true to ourselves you know we 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 just keep our heads down and keep going, and eventually I feel like the culture is really rubbing off and building our brand or however you want to look at it. But the really cool thing is to be – is it 9 or 14 right now, Dave? 13. Okay. So yeah. to be – Always p- have to be different, huh, Dave?
3: Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not counting our couple guys on injured reserve because they are
0: – Not counting them. So we could be 15 really, yeah. right? Yeah. So right. Yeah. to yeah. be plus – thirteen or five or six or whatever the number is. And when we look at the people that we've either decided to cut ties with this year or they've decided to move on and do something different. Right. You know, wow. You know, that's that's really impressive. And you put
2: I, that a lot and I I've been sitting here listening not to interrupt you, <laughs> Jam, <and> my apologies <laughs> <clears throat> to say what you just said, I love the way you just worded that. Great. Right? You know what I mean? I was I was sitting here going, how do I keep that positive and say there were some people that were, that deselected themselves Sure, and it was the best thing that could have happened.
0: Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. So I feel, I feel like it, it, as we're pulling weeds. That's right? what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Trimming the fat, pulling weeds, however you want to look at it. I mean, that's been the goal. I remember walking back into JFW and that's been the goal. Like let's let's build that number up right. pull weeds build that number up pull weeds and then all of a sudden we're just having a, a group of amazing people
2: absolutely
0: we truly do have a group of amazing people here.
1: absolutely plus the
0: additions with with the office personnel and the quality of people we got upstairs now and yeah the whole thing's just amazing so great, great point jim
1: yeah and, and i guess i want to keep harping on it is you know the wash bay the mechanics yes. You know, and and you know whether those people have deselected deselected us or we've pulled some weeds, you guys. That's because they're going to find success elsewhere because they don't believe in the culture that we believe in. Right Right or wrong, it's a culture we believe in. Like-minded people. We've been using that statement more and more to to build that culture in. And, and Jam, when you said, you know, we maybe we're, we're reaping what we sow, you know, and, and I'm starting to believe that. But I also, at the same time, that makes me think, man, I got to push on the gas so hard that the fan trims my toenails.
2: <laughs> you can't let off the gas, no, you right, Jim? Can, you that's can't. what, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying it in a different way, but the exact same thing is that's the want to always be better. Yeah. Right, yeah. everything you know, whether everyone realizes it or not, we've got the. I'm calling it a wash bay at Yard 23, even though even <laughs> though the guys are doing it outside. But you know, Josh and and uh, ah, what's what's the guy's name helping him from the wash bay? Dave, Good. Marco, Marco, yes, yeah, Marco yeah. is over there at Yard 23, and they're trying to wash you know two to four trucks a night before it gets dark. Which obviously it's getting darker sooner, but sure. Oh my God, you guys, the way the trucks look, like <laughs> I left there Saturday afternoon, they just finished 0088, and I'm like, that. I called Jim. I'm like, you cannot believe what that truck looks like. Wow. It hasn't looked like that since the day we bought it. Wow. It just hasn't. They've been rinsed for two and a half years. Right. Josh and Marco actually washed it. Nice. And it looked freaking amazing. <laughs> you know, they've awesome. got all the brown off all the trucks on that passenger stack that they've washed it's all removed yeah it just i mean it's those little details you know the culture meetings that we're having with the new guys here we had one this morning and they we we brought up you know this is your point how what can we do better you know what are some issues you've seen you know yada 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 and he's like Honestly, there's some problems with the fuel system over at Yard Twenty Three, and we're like, there is, oh, well, you know. To us, new. it was brand like,
0: new. <laughs> right? I
2: mean, I hear about well, it takes 15 minutes to fuel the truck. Well, that shouldn't be like that, right. right? But everybody over there was afraid to say anything. Was the rumor, and it's like, wait a minute, we can't get better or fix it unless we know about it, yeah. right? I mean, there's a difference between saying, "Hey, this is broken and it needs fixed," or bitching, right? right? You know what I mean? There is a huge difference, but Two trucks should be able to fuel in less than you know. It be three right. to it's five minutes. Six minutes,
1: right. six minutes really, yeah, and that's a full tank. Yeah.
2: Every time yeah. I'm over there and I look at the meter, Jim, there's I have to yet see our magic number of sixty-eight gallons. Right. right. I haven't seen it. You know, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I just the little yeah. bit I'm over there, i my I I pay attention to that. That's our number is sixty-eight sure. gallons, right? So
3: they're using less. They're uh, using yeah. less, Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. it's like so it should be faster.
2: Right? Right. Yeah. Right? You know, so, and and there are still some things that need fixed on the fuel system, but it has nothing to do with how fast you fuel.
1: No, that's a, you know, not to interrupt you, Dave, there, but because we're going to joke about it, but that's the same fuel pump as over here. Yes. And it's a called a red jacket. Yes. And it is a badass pump. Yeah. It can fuel six-tumps.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rewind that. Six trucks at the same time with no problem.
1: Yeah, Yeah. at three minutes, whatever it is, a gallon. I shouldn't say three minutes, a gallon. All the pumps. So there's a problem.
2: (laughs) That we need to fix. There
1: when we've paid for the equipment that's badass. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's
2: it's, it's a double edged sword, right? You're not bitching because it needs to work, but we need to be better, so we need to fix it. Right. Well, we don't know we need to fix it unless you tell us. Yeah, he right? said
0: he said I don't want it to be a complaint, and that's not a complaint; it's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Exa- and and the other side mm. of that coin, right? And and I get how they're like, oh, I don't want to be bitching about that. Right. For for Gemini side of the coin, that's seventy five thousand dollars we just spent, and it doesn't work. Right. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. We're, we're not getting a very good return on our investment there. It yeah. needs yeah. fixed. That's right?
0: funny because because when he said it was pumping slow, I'm like, I wonder if they got the same ten thousand dollar pump on that tank. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do, Jim, and it's yeah. brand new. Yeah, right. right. Wow. And it's the
1: second one because the first one was broken. Damn right, me. but you guys, you know, when you talk about complaining, there again, that's a culture thing, and if you phrase it right or you you come to us in the right deal is hey guys the 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 pump seems awful slow over here i i'm i'm kind of surprised is that normal is that normal I took me 12 minutes you know, to get or are you going to show up on our door and go what the hell it takes me 15 minutes to get goddamn fuel i ain't doing I, this bullshit. i ain't doing that <laughs> <laughs> what what culture do we want here right you know and maybe those are some of the weeds we've pulled because that's the culture. So again, we want to tell you guys, it's a problem. Let's work together. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't. I, I say it a lot, and and Chris Beam pops into my head because he presents problems, but he presents problems in is a question. Right. You know, it is never a bitch, and it usually if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense, and he and he gets that. And we have so many people that way. You know, yeah. not not to just bring Chris Beam up, but. Yeah, let's let's be better together. This is the culture that we're trying to sow.
0: Yep. Feels good around here. And yep.
2: ironically, we have people working on the fuel system already this morning. Nice. Right? I mean, yep. within... I was trying to send a text while the dude was here in the interview, and I'm <laughs> I like, I should put my phone down and pay attention.
1: Nope. <laughs> yeah, because at one point, you know, I don't know if you guys know, Super Dave, I know I know you were here, or, or Jam, but the last time we had problems here with our fuel pump somehow a rag either came out of i don't know maybe it came from the refinery it came in the guy's tank anyway it got sucked up into our big fuel tank and the pump picked it up and it wrapped around the the interior nozzle and all that what but nobody said nothing that the pumps were pumping slow right and it was just an old rag red rag Pulled around the the fuel pump. Yeah,
3: you know, that's amazing it got in there in the first place and then actually got sucked up by the pump. Yeah, yeah, and we really need need to pay attention
2: here at this yard because the fuel system here, Dave had to reset yesterday, Jim, Mm. three times? Two times. Two times. Yeah, No one could get logged in.
1: Well, we'll we'll, we'll try the other system over there. So, yeah, just so everybody's kind of know what's going on is we are going to add fuel cloud to yard 23, but we're going to do a tablet-style that's installed right there. That' um, not quite sure how it'll work, but if it's successful, we'll change it here. Yeah, and it'll be tablet style. We're we're and, all the and time. You that guys, that component we're working. is
2: always logged in. Yeah, it's, you're not having to connect uh. to the system. It's in the system. Right. You just go up and enter your, you know, same information, name, rank, in and truck serial truck. number. Put in
0: yeah. your mileage, yeah. and so off you go. Do they call that the kiosk or is it, it is still?
2: They, a, they do describe it as a kiosk. Yeah. You, you know, it's and the reason we shy away from ran. it here. Is you have to, you can be three trucks away and have to walk to the center. We truly, they explained it that the phones would be faster. You know, they explained it that, hey, as the guy is second truck in line, he can be logged in. When he gets to the pump, he just hits the pump number. Enter and and you're in and it's you know it's not working that way.
0: So the lie detector tests that determine that that's a lie, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: So and and we're still working on that. It's an ongoing repair, right. you know. And those are the things we do talk about. Also, you know, hey, there's a problem with it. We're still working on it. We're not we're not just ignoring it, but it's going to take time to get figured out. They don't people don't know what it, what's what the problem is.
1: Yeah, and they don't know what they don't hear about. Right. I guess we can continue because that's still talking about our culture.
0: Yep. you know
1: and 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 our culture here is you know, cleaning out, brushing off, not pulling off mud flaps, you know, not running not holding the button on the tarp, you know, making sure you're level when you're dumping, bumping your tires, you know, sweeping out. we We've talked about that. me and Dave followed a a truck in yesterday. Off of 56, turned on Newport here and came in the yard. And um, you could actually, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid. The 10 seconds rules, the 10 second rule, I wouldn't be afraid to drop food on the back of that trailer and eat it right back off the back of that trailer. It was so clean. Nice. In it fact, was, I, I would go at least 20 or 30 seconds. Wouldn't bother yeah. me one bit. And <laughs> I, I, would, I could rest my food on there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would, I mean, you was, didn't need
2: to drop it on it. You could just be like,
1: hey, hold this for a second and just set it there. Right. right and and yeah. read it. It was yeah. that clean. And yes.
0: I would just lick his tailgate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can take that a lot of different ways, Jeff. <laughs> We might we may have to take that out, Jim. You heard
0: it here first, folks. Don't get get excited, Jesse. Oh
1: man, yeah. So those are those are the things we run into, Jam. That just you know it was like the conversation of being short drivers, Uh and you see a trailer like that, and then you know, like you read about the the eighty eight trucks all passing inspection, you know, and you may not see the results right now. That's that's the thing that I find in the as long as i've worked here you know as as you age or whatever that truly some great things just take a long time a long time you know and and when you if you keep that truck clean you may have to keep it clean for 5 years or 4 years or whatever it takes to train it to trade it in or trade it off but what a payoff when we go to trade it in. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, but it was a long time in the process of keeping it clean. Oh man,
2: Jim, in a couple of these trade trucks we've had come through, I mean, we had one that literally we peeled the vinyl off of, had it waxed and it went to trade. Yeah. It was it was amazing yeah. inside out. We had another one that went at the same time and it was like, "Oh my god, this is broken, that's broken, the dash is messed up, the interior's ruined, the seats ripped, the suspensions broke you know what i mean it was like oh my this thing is a turd i can't believe it you know and they were all just you know i i mean i hate to say it but that's that's who's behind that wheel right you know what i mean that's what's acceptable or what what their level of acceptable and that,
1: is that's that's their culture right and it's right. difficult to get their culture to to be our culture yeah to blend you know we 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 can talk about dumping you know and We've been running that dirt job a little bit, and we, we talked about it on la- last podcast about picking out that uh, flat l- spot before you even, you know, back up or as you're turning or diffing stuff like that. And I know Brother Dave was over there. And again, I want to bring this back to culture because the culture is what we expect. It's a level. It's a level. I know I say it all the time. Jam, you joked with me. of like putting the shopping cart back is we had a truck dump salt over there uh, you know, we've got the pad built. We, we're uh, at yard 23. We ended up st- having to start stocking it with salt yesterday. And one of the trucks dumped, and it had a ring of, of sand up in the nose of it. And, you know, it, it may not have been a bucket worth of sand. I, you know, I, I don't know. Or, you know, it, it didn't fall out, or it may not have even affected the load. Okay? N- none of us know that. But what we do know is there was sand in the trailer on a salt load. Right. And you show up at a customer's site, and they see that. And the last time I priced it, I thought salt was like $110 a ton. So you basically got $2,500 or more of salt on, right? And you didn't take time to sweep it out. And I know we complain, and I know we, we it seems like we're bitching, but here's our culture. Here's our standard. Here's what our customers expect. Here's what your peers expect. Here's what your supervisors expect. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It, it's not a little thing, and and that's that's a huge thing. It's you know from the, the old movie with I don't know how long it is, Pure Country or whatever. You know, the, the little speck of white on top of the chicken shit? You know what? That's still chicken shit. Right. And that's what that is of not doing that. It's just chicken shit.
0: Yeah, those those problems really bother me because just, just raising a kid, you go through those things with children. You know what I mean? Like, well, why didn't you do that? Or why did you do it this way? I mean, basically because they thought they would get away with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, my daughter, she... Uh, So we got out of jujitsu last Friday. It was the first fight night. So I'm like, you know what, Bella? You did a really good job this week. Work hard, play hard. Took her to Dairy Queen, right? Well, she didn't finish her Dairy Queen. She put it in the fridge. We are kind of pretty strict with the sugar, you know, all the time. You can't just have sugar all the time, every day, all day, and every night. So Bella, (laughs) I love you, honey. She snuck the rest of the Dairy Queen (laughs) when she shouldn't but then put the empty cup and the spoon back in the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right? So it's like, honey, why did you do that? Because I didn't want to get caught. (laughs) She's an honest kid. She's learned.
2: Absolutely. She's
0: learned. You know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. Just like our drivers when we catch them. Hey, why didn't you sweep out? Hopefully, they're going to tell you the truth. I didn't feel like it. I mean, that's what it boils down to. I don't care. I didn't care enough to do the job the right way. So when I hear this coming from adult people, it just really bugs me. It's like we have the term the JFWA here. We do things the JFWA. And all that means is we do it the right way. And we do our jobs the way we've been hired to do the jobs. We talk about the skill problems and the will problems. If a guy didn't know how to sweep out and needed to be retrained on that and said, I didn't do it because I didn't understand how to do it okay well let's go over that again but when you don't do it because you don't care you know or you're too lazy or
3: in too much of a hurry too much of a hurry or or just too
0: good or just whatever it is that just really irks
1: me it's my favorite one jab is i thought it would be all right
0: really is that what we told you during training well this might be okay to leave it like that or do we teach you to sweep out
2: yeah and I mean, all of those words kind of hurt when when you hear them because they're the truth. You know what I mean? The the saying "the truth hurts," right? I mean those those are hard to hear. I mean, I was the one over there that had the driver back up and dump, and yeah, it was close to you know several gallons. I'll describe it as a five gallon bucket. There was you know half of a five gallon bucket of sand around the doghouse. And it had spread from side to side where it had dried, right? So it was from wall to wall. So then there was the layer of sand. Then there was a layer of salt that he had to go sweep out. But when I stopped him, when the trailer was in the air, because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm glad we're not delivering to a customer. I stopped him, had him come out, point at it. And I'm like, hey, did you know there was sand in there? Is this acceptable to you? And he goes, no. And I'm like, did you clean out? I thought it was clean was the response, right? (laughs) (laughs) well if you didn't look right you just assume and we all know when you write out assume you make an ass out of you and me that's how you break the word apart right i mean i know this is a podcast but you need to visualize the word assume a-s-s-u-m-e put a line between both sides of the u and you make an ass out of me right so he assumed (laughs) it was clean right thought it was clean assumed but I asked him point blank. I said, and I I, I name dropped you, Jam, because I said, Jam loves to say this. Is this a skill problem or is this a will problem? Because I said, skill, we've taught you to clean out. We, you know to clean out. You have a broom to clean out. You have a shovel to clean out. You just need to clean out. Right. And he goes, it's a will problem. I'm like, all right, go pull up over there by, you know, gave him the area to clean out. And the funny part was it took him like 15 minutes to clean out. And it was like five minutes worth of work. You know where it was? It was so overly clean. Then we just needed the sand out. We're hauling salt. You know. You know what I mean. And I'm I'm glad he cleaned it that well, right? But I mean, it. We just needed the sand out. That was all we we needed.
0: He got the salt out for the next salt load. Absolutely.
2: Wow. Yeah. But I mean, of course, there was no way to separate it, Jam. I mean, what was in there was coming out, right? So yeah, it. It's disappointing, you guys. We know when we go to Hall Salt, we need to stop and hop in that trailer, sweep it out. And it, it doesn't take 15 minutes. It doesn't take 30 minutes. It's, it's seriously a five-minute gig. I mean, you should have done that knowing you were going to go get the load of salt at your last location, and you sweep it out, and there's just not a problem. And you know when you're done with salt, you need to really be sure there's no salt left in there when you go back to Hall Sand or Rock. You know, I I don't know whether anybody knows that. What salt does to fresh concrete, it destroys it. It's designed to destroy it. So, you know, whether anybody knows it, I don't know how many years ago it was, but there was one of our competitors that was delivering salt, hauling it here local. And they also had the concrete rail tie contract. I don't even think the place is there anymore, Jim. Was that called Rockla?
1: Yeah, Rockla, yeah.
2: Right here off of 38th and Fox, basically, or, or the north side of 70. Pecos there. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What, what, like 40th and Pecos, yeah. something yeah. like that, right? Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, they had to replace you guys like, I'm making it up, like 10,000 concrete rail ties? Yeah. Because they had salt in them and destroyed them. I mean, could you imagine if this went in a high-rise pour oh, downtown in an apartment or a bridge deck or something like that? What we do matters, and how we do it is extremely critical, and you know it's not just a load of sand and it's not just a load of salt. It all matters, you know. And like Jim mentioned, that salt's uh, probably more than one hundred and ten bucks a ton. Yeah, last but you're time. right. Last time we checked, is one hundred and ten bucks yeah. a ton. So there's a twenty five hundred dollar load, right? right? Plus pushing three thousand by the time you put tax on it, and a load of sand is still twenty bucks a ton. It used to be a couple bucks a ton. Sand and rocker are in, they're incredible costs now, you know. Uh-huh. So they're 250 bucks 300 a load. Maybe that's something they need to buy.
0: Right. comes down to give you your very best, too. Super Dave, you always talk about your very best, you know, and we got to give our very best all the time. It gets hard sometimes, but that's what separates us from everybody else. That's why we're plus 14 drivers. That's why we... We have work during the cement shortage. You know, I mean, it all intertwines with each other. But right. It starts with us for sure.
1: Yeah, and again, I, I, you know, listening even to my comments and your guys' comments, you know, you, you know, we've we've had feedback on the podcast. Keep it more positive, and I'm and I'm thinking, you know, we 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 just thanked everybody. We gave shout outs, and it feels like we're we're complaining.
0: I don't feel that way.
1: But it, but if we don't but if we don't. Even if you don't feel that way, Jim. If we don't talk about this stuff yeah. and continually harp them on it, I'm, I'm gonna, or bitch about it, if that's the word we want to use. How do we know? how How do we keep being better? Right. If If we tell you everything is okay, do you change anything? Yeah. Nope. I,
2: I know, Jim. When when you and I show up, or myself, or whatever, because I've been at at Brandon quite a bit more than you have been just because of the IPOC stuff at their facilities are where we have our weekly meetings. So I'm in there constantly. And I tell you what, when I drive in there, I want to shine. I want my pickup clean. Right. I want to park correctly. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to look like an ass. You know what I mean? I want to go in there and be the best, have the best appearance or showing there can be. So when I drop that back to one of our drivers showing up to deliver salt to our own facility, and the owner standing there, and I dump a load of salt, and there's sand in my trailer. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I just don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? So it's,
1: yeah, exactly, Dave. And I mean that's where you know we've talked about it in podcasts before. I bring it up, you know, as me and you always being the boss's kid, there was always that edge that we couldn't let anybody else see us mess up. Yeah, you know, there was always that in our back of our mind. That's not. That's not who we wanted to be, and that's again that leads us to our company you know the people that are here don't want to they want to be their very best too and, and that's what we 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 want to thank everybody for and continue to be better and and make it better
2: and the only way to do that is to talk about it
1: exactly, yeah, exactly,
0: yeah, but first of all I I've been on this podcast where I felt like we're complaining and I, I, <laughs> I don't feel that way today. I feel like yeah. we're just trying to continue to build something great.
2: Right. Yeah. Why are why are we talking about it? I mean, here here's the question, right? Because if that load would have went to a customer, we may have had a failure. Right. Right? I mean, that's ultimately the reason why. It may not have been much sand, but it was enough that a customer could have called and complained. Right. Yeah. It's not the way we trained, it's yeah. not the way we do it. It's not how we handle things and it shouldn't be done like that. Right. End yeah. of
0: story. But what i what i like i guess this is where i was trying to go so this this week we've had a lot of weird stuff go on with our employees when i say weird i mean family problems emergencies hey i know this is short notice but i need off in the morning or hey this is going on and hey this is this is going on and You guys know me. Sometimes I I like things to be pretty black and white. You know, like, well, our policy states seven days notice. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I wish it was just that easy, but it's never that easy. And the other day I started kind of going in direction with one of the drivers. Like, he needed this. And I started, I was just like, man, I've, I've caved in five times this week already. Like, we need to steer him back into our path. And then... I was just sitting there and I took a moment to myself and one, I thought about the way I get treated here. Like, what if I had a family emergency? What if, you know, my dog was sick or my wife needed something or my kid had this or, you know, how would you guys treat me? You know, and then I just started thinking about JFW and how we're different than, like, my wife works for a company. They sell solar. And I mean, everything is super black and white. Like, I mean, she 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 had a surgery. She was ready to go back to work, and they wouldn't let her because their doctor's note said a certain date on it. I'm like, man, if I told Jim and Dave I'm ready to come back, I'd be working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, imagine a driver. You drive can't this. come back early. <laughs> yeah, like it just it just blew me away. Why is your
2: recovery taking so long?
0: <laughs> right, it just blew me away. Like she 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 was even working, and they told her to stop. Like that's how serious it was. Wow. Yeah. So. You no, know, I just think about the difference. So yeah, we want we wanna we wanna stand out and be different and we wanna do things at JFWA, but we also treat you differently. We also wanna treat you like family. So I think it's a give and take.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Jim, what and and, and you're right, and, and my point to that was the same thing we talk about all the time too, is I don't want somebody to to get off on the deal where we we went through the gate five thousand times mm-hmm. And we're complaining about the one guy that hit the gate and not congratulating the 4,999 times we went through that. And that's where, that's where I want nobody to go down that track that that's where we're at. <laughs> I, I got
3: to throw this in, jumping in here. <coughs> Excuse me. Sometimes it's hard to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> but it's, These it's, mics are live, Dave. I don't mind interrupting it. you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's about where you want to set your bar. Right. Yeah. Okay? You can set your bar low and achieve that every day. Right. But you can also set it very, very high and work very hard to reach that. And you don't reach it every single time. But you're still achieving more than setting the bar low and achieving it there. So it's like if you you go out and you buy a new car, okay, that's raising your bar. All of a sudden, you have this beautiful new car, low miles, brand new tires, shiny paint, clean interior. You're pretty proud of that, aren't you? Oh, yeah so that just raised your bar didn't it Mm -hmm. so if we all work to raise our bar every day it's a source of pride it's a source of accomplishment it's a source of getting better and being better every day it's just like cleaning your trailer out that's setting your bar high you know it's about cleaning up your cab that's setting your bar high it's picking up your your laundry in your room (laughs) or cleaning up the dishes in the kitchen it's setting up your bar to improve and to be higher.
0: Absolutely. I like that, Dave. And you know what? You got plenty of people around here to help you achieve that. You know, there's days where you may come in and you may just not be feeling it. You know what I mean? Like, your very best at that day may not have been like your very best on Monday. Yep. You know, We all, but all have those days, too. But you look around, like, you know, you guys talk about keeping your foot on the gas. Well, sometimes, like, I feel my foot coming off a little bit, and then I look around the room, and I'm like, better get my foot back on the gas, right? <laughs> Same thing I mean find yourself you could use the word mentor here find yourself a group of drivers that you're like-minded with hopefully you guys are like-minded in a, in a right way you know or if you're struggling find somebody you could look up to here and you know call that person hey man i'm just I'm just struggling today man you know, and hopefully they lift you up and, and help you along
1: yeah, so listening to you super Dave and what we've just been talking about. So we just explained to everybody where our bar's at. Yep. That's that's what we gave you is this is our bar. I like you it. You know? And, and, Jam, what you're talking mm. about, I just watched a little uh, TikTok or Instagram or whatever, but it was a, a Navy SEAL talking about the training and talking about going through Hell Week. Oh, yeah. And he was going through Hell Week, and that's five days, and I, I, I may have it wrong, but from what I understand, that's five days with no sleep. Mm. And... The one of the guys they were going through in his group and I guess this hell week you also have a boat there's five people to the boat and the one guy had some experience on this why he was doing it again or maybe he's trying to pass but anyway so he said listen he said this is going to be the worst week and he said or the next five days and he said if I'm down I'm going to tell you I'm down mm-hmm. because maybe one of you guys are up and can help me
0: and he that. said, if
1: if I'm up, I'm gonna tell you because you might be down and you know, work the other way. And the one guy said, So I looked at him and he said, I said, so none of you guys see that carrier out there, right? And they all looked at him He goes, So you don't see that carrier with the pink dragon? on top of it (laughs) wow and they all looked at him and he goes well i'll let you know i'm high right now and we're all good so anybody need any help and that was his story he was so delirious he was high and and was seeing that and i i i enjoyed that that you know like you just said jim if you're down and not feel it say something right you know let's let's drag each other to the top
0: yep i like that Speaking of down, <laughs> or up, oh, dragging
2: each other down or dragging each other up, right? Yeah. We could just
0: talk about uh, our axle weights being up. <laughs> Did you guys want to move on a little bit, or
1: yeah, no, okay. let's. I mean, so, that's yeah. You're
0: you're so so talking about a culture in the JFWA. Yesterday, we had two unfortunate incidents. One was we were eighteen hundred pounds over axle. And the other one was on a secondary
2: road. I just a, want to clarify that. Yeah, but but undergrowth. Undergrowth. Under
0: yeah. yeah. Under, yep. Undergrowth. Eighteen hundred over on, on the trailer, right? And then the second incident was avoiding avoiding the scale, and they both happened, I believe, at the same place on uh, coming down the canyon, right where you hit ninety three before you get on fifty eight, crossing over highway six. There they set the scales up on the east side of ninety three. When you come down the canyon, you are forced to go straight to the scale. Is that right, Super Dave? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that, that correct. right? Because
3: the right. sign is before the stoplight. The
0: sign's before the stoplight. You cannot make a left hand turn there. Let's say you were going to plant fourteen or going going to, up north for some reason. You can't make a left <coughs> on ninety three if the scale's set up on highway fifty eight. Right? Is that fifty eight there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one incident and the driver got a ticket for avoiding the port, right? The, f- the first incident was the over axle, and I think that was the first truck coming down the canyon. He was loading <coughs> inch and a half rock, but, I mean, those, those are what led up to the incident. But we got, we're better than that. We're better than both of those incidents.
1: But, yeah, tough situations, you know. You're, 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 again, we talk about our bar. We're talking about our culture. You know, it is easy to load out of the bins and just load heavy to the trailer. On the trailer axle. Oh, yeah. That's that's the easy way to do it. Right. But to be better, try to load, because you you don't have to go weigh it. You don't have a chance to axle out. You don't have any of that. But it's going to be easier on your truck. It's going to be easier, I don't know about dumping, but easier on the truck, easier on the tires, easier on you, the way the truck handles, if you try to spread that load equally across the trailer, the inside of the trailer. Then if this does happen because you're a person that's hauling under gross, you might be axle-legal. So, so it's a win-win. But that's taking your, an art or making it an art and loading how right. to know how to load your truck. The other one um, where they put the signs up and you make a left when you, you were told to make a right, that's, that's the police or the scales or whatever being sneaky. Right. And, and I want to say that, being sneaky, trying to catch whether you're doing your job right and and i have to i don't want to make light of the situation but i have to admit if i'm if i'm coming up uh 93 there and i'm wanting to make a left-hand turn and i know i'm not going right i want to go up the canyon i'm looking at the turn lane i'm looking at the cars in the turn lane i'm looking at the light i'm looking at the the signal you know it could be about maybe it's green when you're pulling up there and go hey i can make it through you know you're getting prepared Am I looking to the right to find the small signs that saying scale to make me make a right when I'm in the left hand turn and have to go all the way across? That's sneaky. But as a driver, you need to be paying attention and prepared for everything.
0: Absolutely. And also the, the driver got the over axle. He he is a slip seat driver, but we do have load gauges. You know, and if if you are in your truck every day and you have your load gauges calibrated you would have known to go over the top in that case, yeah. And if I, you knew the scales were there,
2: you know, I, I jump on the load gauge bandwagon. Everybody knows me for the load gauge. I mean, those those load gauges just rock. They're they're phenomenal, and they are within hundred pounds. I mean, we have to yet run into anything where it's like no way. I calibrated it, and it's five thousand pounds off. BS. It's it's in, and we talk about the whole the calibration thing. Just comes because we've created that to eliminate the argument. You know, the bulk of people don't know how to calibrate them and it's you hold both buttons. There's only two buttons on there. It's <laughs> it's super easy to figure out, man. Know what your weight is because you just scaled out. Hold both buttons. The system flashes. One button raises it, one button lowers it to whatever the number needs to be. Get it to the number that it is and don't do anything and it's set. Right? It stops flashing and shows your weight. You've just yep. calibrated the gauges. And you did it just as fast as I just explained it other than you need to know what that weight is. Well, 25 trucks park at a yard with a scale now, right. right? That's digital. You just need to move a cone and drive across, and you can calibrate your trucks and trailers, right? So if 25 trucks playing out don't have an excuse. The other 70-plus trucks are five minutes from that yard, so there should be no excuse. Every single truck hauls loads every day out of a pit. You can get your axle weights to calibrate those oh, gauges. Right. But that's just my gauge rant, right? You know what I mean? Because that's our bar, We've created, we've given you the tools, just like the skill problem or the will problem, right? We've given you the skill. Now it's a will problem, whether you want to use that or not. But that's something when you look at, you know, he was only 1,800 pounds over. I guess I want to emphasize that's on a secondary road. So he was 41.8 on the trailer, but he was under gross. So he's under 80,000. That only leaves a 28,000 pound buffer on the whole rest of the truck. I'm sorry, 38,000. You take 10,000 off of that, so he only had 28,000 pounds on his drives because 10,000 should have been on the steer. So, I mean, right. that's something as you're loading through the bin, and I know that's a fast process. You're loaded in, in seconds up there.
3: It comes out at about a ton
2: a second. There you go, Dave. So, it's easy to get excited up there and the adrenaline rush and pull forward too far too fast. But if you just... Create a little bit of of knowledge in yourself. Give yourself some assurance. Give yourself and, you know, Chris B might be a guy we should have on and discuss this or talk about it. I'm making this up, so don't anybody take this. But, like, give yourself a 10-second count before you move or something to that effect because that's the beginning of the pile. Then you create the pile down the rest of the trailer. Now, we've had guys up there overload the front of the trailer and actually – come up over the tarp and it's spilling over the sides or you know what i mean we've had many many issues but learn your craft
3: you know just makes perfect up there absolutely dave
2: you may may need to haul 50 loads out of there before you have it dialed in but if you don't pay attention and practice you'll always be over on that tail you will always be over now there's a difference to me being over on an interstate you know if you're pushing the thirty-six thousand, that's different
0: so yeah, I just started thinking of this. Help, help me walk me through this so I know our overweight permits are not good in the canyon. Right? Can we haul eighty five thousand in the canyon? Yes. Okay. What's the axle limits in the canyon? Forty thousand. Forty thousand. So he was forty one eight mm-hmm. hundred. That's what I need to look at. Okay. okay. Yeah. But
3: still, yeah. that I mean, he had nothing in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and you know, I personally have screwed up on the bin, and I think, wow, this is a really bad load. Sure hope there's no scales in the canyon. <laughs> right, right. But, and and yeah. he got bit.
2: Yeah. And in your defense, Dave, I I, I got to jump in there, man. You didn't have the gauges we have. No. Uh-uh, Not no. even close. But no. Uh-uh. Those gauges are, to me, a blinding reminder as you're driving down the road, if you're remotely engaged, of looking at and going, wow, I... I just keep winding up being 40,000 pounds on my trailer, or I'm 45,000 pounds on my trailer. I got to do better. I mean, you guys, that trailer itself only weighs 9,000 pounds, right? It's an amazing feat of engineering. Right? So there's 4,500 pounds on your drives and 4,500 pounds on your trailer. Take 4,500 off of that 41,000 weight. There was almost 20 tons on the trailer axles. Right, and it was illegal load. So there's was, there's was only like six more tons in the nose or in the rest of the trailer. So those are just the things. If we don't talk about it, how are you going to learn that?
1: Right, right. Yeah, I, I had a question for you, Dave, because I just I, you know, always calibrated the little bit I have. I calibrate them loaded, and I I know that's the best way. Can you calibrate them empty and they be accurate enough? Like like at twenty three there, you know, how many times would most guys come in empty? Sure, I mean, sure, can you can you you know, what, what's the trailer read? 1,000 pounds, 1,500 pounds on the back? I mean, can you do it that way? Do you We've know? all talked about it that it's just definitely more accurate to do
2: loaded. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. No one's ever proven that, hey, I did this empty and I'm X off. You know what I mean? No one's ever done that. So I'm, I'm doing the assume here, right? I'm making an ass out of me and you. But my assumption is you should be able to do it empty as well. You would hope if it reads the pressure empty, it would read the correct amount loaded. S- same thing, right? Same pressure. But again, it's... that that was my, my point. Every truck is going across the scale
1: loaded right now. Well, As that's...
2: we speak, they're going across the scale right now. Yeah, I else. mean,
1: I, I loved you bringing up yard 23 there. And then, I mean, it was just making me think of the dirt job over there that we're running on Saturday. Right. What you know, I know we're trying to knock it out and get some loads in there, but take your last load and... Weigh it right. Make your gauges work yeah. Saturday. Why well, you got time? You got lots of right. teachers around. You got a lot of time around. Absolutely. You know. You know. Take care of that. Yeah. What a what a perfect time. What else we got on there, Jim?
0: I just wanted to give everybody an update on Paycom. As you know, last week we started um, punching in and out on Paycom. This week, all time off requests have been put in through Paycom. The Paycom schedule still needs to be updated, and they're working behind the scenes to do that. But we are making progress. This week's payroll will be processed through Paycom, so we are making leaps and bounds. It's definitely a learning curve. You know, I was joking with Ann and Joanne and the, and the girls up here. Bamboo to run bamboo is like Facebook, <laughs> <clears throat> right? For for the administrators here to run Paycom, it's more like you know, a pivot table on an Excel spreadsheet. No, Joanne's just f- feeling the pressure this week. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more complicated, but I think with with the effort and the hard work now, it'll make everything much easier in the future. So,
1: right? That's yeah. the that's the goal. Yeah, but it'll be better in the long run. It
0: will be better in the you're, long you're run. You're
1: controlling
2: your own destiny.
0: Yes, you are controlling your own destiny. Destiny. I know it's a little frustrating for some of the drivers right now. They can't see what they want to see, where they thought they would see it and and stuff like that. You just got to learn the app. Yesterday, I mean, I've been racking my brains a little bit, you know, Tuesday or Monday night going into yesterday morning and doing all this work and it's just like tedious and then all of a sudden I hit like one screen and I'm like, ah, like. There's there's there something is. I've been looking for. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just got to learn the system. Everything's right there. It's just gonna take a little little time to learn how to use it. But on the employee side, the the employee self service on your phone. The phone is simple to use. Anytime I go and look at that, it's like everything is right at your fingertips. So, yeah, absolutely. Cool.
1: Absolutely. Here we're gonna want to talk a little bit. Dave's pretty passionate about it. I don't know if he can if he can <laughs> it's not going to make him laugh like his dad joke. but anyway, we did have the Adams County vote yesterday uh, with the with the commissioners and uh, what that vote was and what iPoc and what we've been talking about and all this time is it's a compre- comprehensive plan is what Adams County calls it. and it's their vision for Adams County over the next ten years and their vision, Really put some constraints on industry, and you know I'm simplifying it, and that's what we've been fighting for. It also made some changes to how our zoning was, which we've we've stated. But yesterday was the official vote with with the county, and um, they they ratified the vote or they ratified their plan, so they voted yes which is a is a loss for the the business people here in Adams County Um, but we just want to let everybody know that you know we'll continue to fight and and you know their plan has some pluses to it but we will navigate those waters and and uh, they have their vision and and we have our vision and that's what happens in the world you know is people have visions and they and they don't coincide with each other but you do your best and and move on and that's what we'll continue to do whether we we believe it's right or wrong we'll make the best of it and and struggle through it i guess you know um so it it was a blow you know it felt hurtful it depresses you and and we have we have some ideas as businessmen and and jfw will be part of it to to make some changes because that's what we feel is right yeah their their comprehensive plan is a
2: It's not required, but they try and update it every decade. And it's a vision for what their county is going to look like. That's what they want it to look like. And it's almost every city and county does this every 10 years, right? Uh, It's no different than Jim and I sitting down and going, hey, this is what we want JFW to look like in 10 more years or whatnot. It's a business plan, right? So they want it to look like those
3: architects' drawings that we see with the glass and... Beautiful buildings and all the nice people walking around with the trees painted. <laughs> Everybody's seen those pictures, you know.
2: Well, Dave, I can tell you in their picture there was no concrete plant or asphalt plant.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Or, or a pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Or a trucking company. Yep. Yeah. So.
3: Or a junkyard.
2: I don't know where they think their utilities are repaired from or how they're created or where they come from. I don't think the commissioners on the board know where their water goes when they flush their toilet. I don't think they know how that pipe got from, from the bottom of their house to the street to the water treatment plant that they voted in. And, you know, during COVID when they were hibernating and we made sure when there was a water line break, it was repaired, materials were brought in, the pipe was fixed, things were put back in the ground, and asphalt was replaced in their road. I don't think they understand where that comes from, right? I, I just, I truly don't when... Mm-hmm when we've had some of these people out to do a tour, you know, I was at a, I was at a tour at Brandon when they brought some people in to show them and they were, they were mind blown that you need that much oil to create asphalt or that much rock, you know what it takes to pave a road, right? They they've driven on highways since they were born, but they have no idea what that takes to create. So, you know, we can go a lot of different ways. Jim's Jim's trying to help, Pull me up as he described earlier. He's dragging me to the top because I'm telling you what, you guys, I'm I'm below the gutter. I'm under the road. I'm as low as you can get on the You're low road. Below the low road, I am below the low. I'm in a freaking tunnel he today, just, today. He just
1: he just farted and took the blindfold off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seeing all the people sitting. I, at the I think
2: the reason I laughed so hard at that is for the last 24 hours because we got this news almost 24 hours ago. We sat there. You know, we were there for. What Jim for four hours, four hours yeah. yesterday, yeah, I mean, I mean, we missed another appointment with the railroad because we were I thought we'd be done in the morning, and shit we were we were there till one, right? So anyway, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go all political again. Those people that are running the county have no idea. You know the the one commissioner actually told us, and i, I y'all can pull it up because it's on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it. Just go to YouTube, and or I can mail you a link because we had Erica provide us with a link that from Paradigm that that does all of our records all of our stuff. But uh, if you go to YouTube, just type in Adams County Commissioners Meeting. It comes right up. Pick yesterday's date. Go to two hours and thirty seven minutes, and yes, that's how long we were there just for our portion. Uh, and then uh, just enjoy what the one commissioner had to say. Everything she said about us was a lie. She said we never communicated. You guys have heard me talk about IPOC for a year and a half now on this. Well, the people that pre-podcast knew about IPOC, right? Uh, She said Adams County is family friendly. Never said it was business friendly, right? Those five commissioners do not want industry here. She said, I hear your business is welcome in Douglas County, or is it? Maybe not, right? Why aren't your businesses wanted there imagine that you know and and you guys that just it's disheartening you know we've talked all morning about being better we've talked about our creed we've talked about you know how how do we raise the bar at jfw well these are the reasons we raise the bar right you have five commissioners that don't want industry and why don't they want industry because it's dirty or because it does a sloppy job or you know they they may look at a trucking company and go oh, all your drivers cut people off mm-hmm. right we get nothing but complaints about the gravel trucks on highway 85 we want rid of that industry it's not good it's not good for us whatever the case may be these are the reasons jfw wants things better right, right. we want to be the better company we want to have when we say the cleaner truck not only cleaner looking because we've kept it washed we want it cleaner Pollution-wise, right? We want the newest technology, right? We we want all of those things. We run single tires because we want better fuel economy. Well, we get that from our our trailers that have all the single wheels on them. That's less rolling resistance because there's only two sidewalls rolling at each wheel position instead of four rolling at each wheel position. That's better fuel mileage. Well, that's greener. That's saves JFW money. That's it. It all compounds into one big picture. And I guess if you just look at your piece of the pie, you're not looking at the whole pie. So it's it's bigger than we are. I'm still not happy about about their decision to ratify it and and just to clarify the definition of ratify so everyone understands. That's to sign or give formal consent a treaty or contract agreement, making it officially valid. Right? That's that they just approved it. Yeah, I don't even know why the word ratify was created. They just they approved it, right? Yeah, yeah. So with that said, the only way to make change or to get people in there is to try and get behind other people. You know, we have Joe Domenico running for for that one of those positions. We have Sean Forrest running for one of those positions because we need like-minded people in there that understand Adams County needs industry, right? They're talking about this massive project. They're talking about adding two more runways at DIA right now. That's, that's in the works, right? right? We've just brought in Spaceport out there. They're talking about, uh, what's the big hotel out there?
0: And Gay- I, I, Gaylord? Gaylord?
1: Gaylord, yeah. Thank you, Jam. Adding another tower.
3: I didn't
2: even know so that the existed. Really? Yes.
1: They only wow. built yeah. half of it, It already Dave. has 1,500 rooms. Yeah. That's half. Yeah, they want another tower. Wow. They want it, it doubles it. They build the other tower like it's the twin towers. Yeah, and I, I don't want to take away from you what you're saying, Dave, but when they gave the stats on DIA, I know they're building two more runways, but what was it? They have 15 and are slated for 35 or wow. some ridiculous – it was a ridiculous number. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was like seriously out there. I mean, that's what they expected by what twenty forty five or something yeah. like that. I mean, it was you know. So so picture two more runways and all these runways, and I'll let Dave finish his his thought here because of what what they did.
2: Yeah, and I mean, just to give a little more information on DIA, DIA was there yesterday. The spokesperson for DIA, and the reason she was there is they adamantly are opposing the new comp plan for Adams County, just like we are. They're opposing it for different reasons. And their reasoning is when they sat down and went through the comp plan, guess what shouldn't be near an airport? What shouldn't be near an airport? Houses. But there's a million of them. Right. But Dave, they have them all... Adams County
1: has them all slotted to be built at their runways.
2: (laughs) Didn't didn't they learn from
1: Stapleton? In this plan, when they remapped (laughs) it to change the zoning... They okayed single living home, single family homes, multifamily use is the exact designation. Multifamily use, yeah, at like the ends of the runways, Hmm. and 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 that's where
3: they they build homes close. I know my daughter and her husband live right out near Dia. Yeah, yeah. You can see the planes coming and going with.
2: But I guess here's my point, you guys. Those are the commissioners we voted in, and they've approved hey, let's build houses near the airport. That's that's the type of, of thought pattern they have. They think this is okay. They think not allowing industry in Commerce City or running, a, I'm sorry, in Adams County, they think that's okay to do away with. W- where is that mindset? Is that common? Is that normal? You know, after all of the commissioners, well, all but the last commissioner spoke, when she finally spoke, She didn't talk anything about industry. All she started with, and by the way, she's the only one that sat there with a mask on through the whole entire meeting. That's just a side note from me. (laughs) Those those people. (laughs) How dare them. (laughs) All she stated was, and this is how she started, all I want is clean water. All I want is clean water. I want clean water for Adams County. Apparently, we make dirty water. I don't know. Or water dirty. I I don't know. I don't know where that statement comes from. I don't know. Don't we all want clean water? I mean, is that a problem? Have we been getting dirty water? Cities
3: are responsible for water, not counties. Right.
2: Either way, Adams County has a huge portion that's unincorporated, Dave. That's been the fight all along. So they do provide... Maybe they buy it from cities. I mean, I agree with you, right? But... Adams County does have a huge unincorporated portion, so I'm sure at some point they provide. I mean, they have South Adams County water sanitation, so they, they must do a, a pretty good-sized portion. But anyway, those are the things that are just so far removed. We all want clean water, right? We all want clean air, but we all need things as well, right? I mean, it's, there's got to be some give and take. So, yeah, I, I, I have to try and pick my chin up and, and move on. 'Cause it was we didn't expect to go in there and win yesterday, but we certainly didn't expect to go in there and be slandered by one of the commissioners in a rant. And it was it was pretty much a finger point at at I took it personally because I'm the chair of IPOC, so I'm the one that presented most of the stuff, and how she stated, you know, how our group chose to be represented and just, you know, some other things that were just absolutely wrong. They were incorrect. She has false information, and she believes it. So anyway, that's where we're at. We'll move on, and our focus now will be to get like-minded people in office, you know, whether, whether you guys and gals want to believe that. And you know, we've talked about this being too political or, or whatnot, and those are the facts. I mean, they truly are the facts.
1: Yeah, when, you, when we talk about that, too political or not, um, just for everybody out there, and hopefully Dave knows exactly what I'm talking about this morning on the on the drive in Dave asked me um, for one thing this morning he said it would be so nice if you ever have you ever thought about it and he, and I said no oh, what what's that Dave what what would you like and Dave can you can you tell me what you ask asked for this morning
2: I just want to have a business that's wanted
1: right right You want a business that's wanted. So, as we talk about all this stuff, and and Dave wants a business that's wanted, okay? So, that's the reason we talk about sweeping the tailgates off, not following too close, you know, not throwing cigarette butts out the window, uh, letting somebody on on the off-ramp, not speeding and cutting in and out of traffic, making sure you're tarped, making sure the trucks look clean, making sure you're respectable when you go in and out of the job sites because we're trying to create a company that is wanted by everybody, whether it's the, it's the, the young, whether it's Jam's daughter at an elementary school that goes by and goes, that's a neat truck, or an older person somewhere going, I've seen those trucks for years and they're, they're badass because they're wanted and how how can that not be a goal of everybody no matter who you are to be wanted right everybody wants to be wanted right Right? as simple as that and it could be for the simplest thing and and ours is to have a company that's wanted and that means we want the people that are in this company to be wanted
0: also absolutely well said moving on to the uh safety topic of the week since we are going to continue doing the Yard 23 dirt job, we're just finding out new things every week and things were quite different out there this past weekend and weekend before and I'm sure that'll keep evolving and we'll discover new ways to do things. Uh, the one thing that did happen, no big deal, but uh, we had a truck that was heavy, that was loaded heavy on the passenger side and when you guys are at the load point, they're loading you with an excavator. And sometimes the guy's doing it blind, from what I understand. He can't really see inside your trailer. So that being said, this driver got loaded on the passenger side. Me and him put our heads together and we're like, oh, we'll just back you onto this pile on your passenger side. That'll love you out. And he started putting his trailer up in the air. I'd say it was good for three stages. Started leaning a little bit. Super Dave, you noticed that from there, he started rolling his trailer off the pile. So that kind of defeated the purpose of being on the pile in the first place. So the trailer got a little squirrely. It leaned to the driver's side and it straightened out. But then it would lean way to the passenger side. But by that time, the material was out of the trailer. But it was still kind of a, you know, we got the video. I don't know if JR's going to post it or not. It's
2: It was a butt pucker moment a little it's bit. It's a little bit
0: of a butt pucker, yeah. yeah. So keep, you know, if you, if you back onto something to get level, you have to stay on that to stay level. That's just...
2: Yeah, and I you know, just to clarify on that, Jam, you've backed up there, you need to set your trailer brakes or pull that Johnny bar. That trailer needs to stay at that spot. Let the truck roll back to you, get that you know, and, and the whole purpose you backed up there was to run the trailer up level. Right. Right? Once that material or your trailer is all the way in the air and all the material's out, then you right. can pull the trailer forward yep. you know that trailer can dance around a little bit as you're empty side to side mm-hmm. it's not gonna nothing's gonna happen to it right because right. it's empty there's no weight up there to take it over so yeah just simply set your brakes and run the trailer all the way up we know you need to pull forward to get the material out but you're not on concrete you're on a dirt job yep. run that trailer all the way up get the material out of the nose then pull forward
0: yep we had uh our culture meeting this this morning the driver said uh There's things I don't know. I don't know how to dump a trailer that's not level. And I mean, the answer is well, you make it level and then you dump it. Yeah, no, nobody knows. I loved that answer, Jam. (laughs) I,
2: you know, I tried to get all technical in my head, and you just spit it right out. Well, the easiest way to dump it is get level. Yep, (laughs) that's right. You make it
0: level. That's the name of the game. Who who's out there this weekend? I mean, I know we don't know the drivers. I heard Super Dave, you're going to be there. I'm working, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. You'll be there. And then, uh, I don't know, if Scooby or Pat's on, but should have a pretty good crew over there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good deal.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, the progress we've made the last several weeks getting it done, I mean, I'm...
1: Oh, it looks so different for I'm kind of
2: doing math in my head, and I'm going with, okay, five more Saturdays, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That's be. what... That's yeah, two
1: Saturdays, put a dent in it, especially right? since I was gone, yeah. you know, and then come back. And yeah. You, you see the difference, and... Yes, yeah, it's, it's good stuff, good material, and and uh, yeah, good. How did
3: we come stuff. across all this dirt in the first place? I've been meaning to ask. Just called around.
1: Yeah, Dave. contacts. We, yeah, we both, you know, both me and Dave talked about, you know, different places we should call. And, you know, Dave called Kiewit, and it was a guy that's been they actually asked us to do some hauling last year and we couldn't and and Dave called him and the guy's like I don't know, let me check around. What are you after and, and Dave was kind of pretty blunt with him goes, "Hey, we're cheap truckers, free dirt, we'll move it." You know, and guy called us back is like, "Well, here's all the free dirt, we'll load it." And Dave's like, "Perfect. <laughs> ding 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 ding, we have a winner." But nice. that's that's a partnership and again, you guys it all goes back to what's our reputation? Right. What's our culture? How do we look like? Are we wanted? That guy knows that when Dave calls him and says we'll have 10 trucks there or whatever the number is, on Saturday, who shows up with 10 trucks? Yep. We do.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and that's, that's important. Builds our brand. Yep. You know.
0: It was pretty cool to watch Brother Dave out there, too. We were doing our thing, and the next thing you know, he's doing some weird stuff, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever.
3: Weird stuff? Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Running, the, <laughs> running like, the blade or what?
0: <laughs> no, he, well, he did run the blade, and then he jumped on a loader and uh next thing you know he's like working on the back of the piles that we just built up there and next thing you know he builds a ramp and a road and now we're dumping <laughs> on top of what we just dumped you know he he just made this like horseshoe basically of a raised and then he was just pushing it was it was pretty cool it was pretty cool Dave's we needed
2: compaction dave Yep. Only way to get compaction. You is loaded, loaded trucks Just need to drive yep. on it. Yeah, we'll roll that.
1: Yeah, you've you've driven on our dirt jobs, right, Super Dave? I for sure have. How many years with Dad? And <laughs> yeah, you got to drive on the stuff because yep. we compact stuff. Yeah, eighteen tires. It it's compact. Yeah, yeah, and and
2: you know we're sitting there talking about a forty one thousand pound weight on your trailer. I guarantee you our boys were heavier than that this. Week. <laughs> oh, Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Guaranteed. And I tell you what, for that being a brand new level, you witnessed it, Jam, cuz I had you stand there and be their eyes cuz that the first few loads that ramp was pretty tight and I wanted yeah. you there as as, you know, security there like, "Hey, don't get too close to this." Right? right? And those trucks pulled in, they didn't I bet they didn't go down
1: 1 inch. Yeah, yeah it's good material. Yeah, it's, awesome. yeah, it's yeah. great material, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I haven't been exposed to that stuff so much that much, so to just feel yeah. how hard that got so quick—it's yeah. just like wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's that's a certain insane. amount of natural moisture in it. We're not—we're not losing much to compaction because the—the rule of thumb is thirty percent. You got a material that we're not losing that much. You know, th- that's all win-win.
0: Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> hard enough to build a building on. Yeah.
2: You know, yep. those are things though, Jam. You'll, you. You can't explain that. I mean, you need to sit down and like draw that out in detail. It needs to be a picture, right, right, of here's where we're starting. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to become. This is what we need to continue it. You know, and I was already talking to you about, well, I think I can keep two or three trucks busy on that side. And then we can take the rest of the trucks and possibly start doing the same thing on the north end. So it'll make it even faster for them to dump because they're not, you know, taking the travel out of it. Because right. everything's about time yeah. and money. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to you back know? up. You know, I mean, no. this may be free dirt. They may be loading it, but it's costing well, us a shitload every Saturday, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's costing us. A, what's the biggest payday around here? Saturday. Right. Right? We're, we're paying everybody for that.
0: Yeah, I thought about that because I was just sweeping tailgates off. I was like... I hope he feels like he's getting his money's to worth <laughs> today, you know. But I got. But you made it so
2: much faster for all the drivers, Jim. Oh, yeah. You were amazing, man. You were helping spot them, yeah. popping gates. Yeah, I have my. You know, f- cleaning tail. I mean, it was that's that's a piece of the puzzle that you just jumped in and was like, "Hey, that's going to make this faster." Oh yeah, I, right?
0: I, I didn't mind doing it. I swept off eighty some tailgates that day. <laughs> I had my Fitbit on. I had sixteen thousand nine hundred thirteen steps before I left. I think Tufa was the last truck I swept his tailgate off. I looked at you and Jr. I was like, "You guys need anything else? I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it got pretty hot out there. I didn't drop my pancakes in the dirt this week though, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first week I was out there, I had this this protein pancake. Well, there's two of them, and I ate one, and I was like, "Oh, this is so great!" And that's after a week of like hell with the food program, right? I'm eating this pancake and boop right in the dirt. Ah. Oh. That so, sucks. Yeah, I had a death grip on it this, this <laughs> week. <laughs> but the dirt job, it's a good time, and you know to to walk away from there and look at what it was before we got there, and then just the little bit of change we made. Because if you do it that every week, I mean, yeah, you know, five more weeks, yeah. change, 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 and now you got something completely right. different. So right. it was a cool experience. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah,
1: all, all I can picture Jam is. You with a broom in one hand, and this pancake gripped in the other, (laughs) trying to
2: sweep stuff. I mean, he's so funny, man. He's he's on this food program, and all I do is see him eat. Like, out there Saturday, I mean, we were there for six, seven hours, and I'm like, every time I turn, Jam's eating. Like, I turn around, Jam's eating. Turn around, Jam's eating. I'm like, damn, I need to get better.
0: That's a good food program. It is.
2: It is, Jam, yeah. Yeah,
0: sometimes you got to eat to lose, and it depends what you're eating and how you're eating it, and... You know, if you if you eat clean, you could eat a lot more than you think you can. Oh, you know? I can't
1: yeah, yeah. no kidding. Some uh, things fuel the body and some things Yeah, in a
0: way, I mean, the guy that I'm working with, he's a magician like just all the you want know to talk about weird. He does all this weird stuff with the food program like this week I'm carb loading, carb sliding. So, started off like Monday pretty heavy on the carbs. Good carbs though. Sweet potatoes, oatmeal, brown rice, not like garbage, you know what I mean? I could have an apple if I worked out post-workout to, you know, boost your muscle glycogen, stuff like that. Well, Tuesday, one meal has no carbs in it. Today, two meals have no carbs. By the end of the week, I'm no carbs. So I started out carb loading, slid them out. Yeah, it's just it's just weird because I've gained a little weight this week, but I know by the end of the week, the way this guy works, it's like, you know, Saturday slide back off. Saturday morning, I'll be lighter than I was, was last before, Saturday morning. Right, yeah, yeah, right? So it's just, that's awesome. But it, it's pretty cool, and it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a love-hate thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you guys know how I used to eat. Cheeseburgers, pizza, whatever I wanted for my whole life. And yeah. to have to actually diet. I mean,
2: I'd watch you go through like six of those... <laughs> Foot long French bread. <laughs>
3: I was gonna say,
0: you
2: took those butters. Day. Every day. I mean,
3: they always smell so
2: damn oh, good. That I'm just so like the, damn, yeah. that's just a wicked ass piece of like my, garlic bread. My, <laughs> yep,
0: my mouth is watering. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Soup, you want to hit us with a high road haul? Sure,
3: sure. I got a high road haul in here for everybody. I think this is something people can take uh, something positive away from. So. First, what three things can make you a success? Everybody think about that. Mm. Eating right. Mm. That can mm-hmm. make you a success. Yeah, huh? um, That's not in my High hall Holland, though. Sorry. <laughs> like,
0: like-minded people. Yep. Like-minded people.
3: So um, let's start with persistence. Persistence is the ability to maintain action regardless of your feelings, when you press on, even when you feel like quitting. When you work on any big goal, your motivation will wax and wane like waves hitting the shore. Sometimes you feel motivated, and sometimes you won't. It's not your motivation that will produce results, it's your action. Persistence allows you to keep taking action even when you don't feel motivated to do so, and therefore you keep accumulating results. Persistence of action comes from persistence of vision. When you're super clear about what you want in such a way that your vision doesn't change much, you'll be more consistent and persistent in your actions. And that's what consistency of action will produce consistency of results at the heart of any successful person is self-discipline, whether it's success in their personal lives or the professional lives. It all starts with an inherent ability for self-control, self-control through discipline excuse me your thoughts your emotions your behaviors and your habits all of them must be kept in check persistence and discipline will ultimately provide its own motivation if you simply keep taking action you'll eventually get results and results can be very motivating for example you may become a lot more enthusiastic about dieting and exercise once you've lost the first 10 pounds and you feel your clothes fitting more loosely Theodore Roosevelt once said, with self-discipline most anything is possible. And Robert Kiyosaki asserted that confidence comes from discipline and training. Confidence is something that only comes when you know what you are doing. You have felt or excuse me, you have done it before, practiced and trained. Self-confidence is born from knowing your abilities and limitations. It's important to strike a balance between too much and too little confidence. Either one will be detrimental to your success. Each of these ideas is powerful in their own right. A person who is persistent will push forward until the job is done. Someone who has self-discipline will not get distracted or contaminated by others. And when you have confidence in yourself and your decisions, you can stand tall and be proud with your choice. Together, these three things build champions in business, in society, and in life. And the quote this week um, comes from Calvin Coolidge. Nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan, Press On, has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. And what, what number president was Calvin Coolidge?
0: God, oh, Wow, really? <laughs> I, was, hope you, I hope you have that answer. <laughs> I do. I looked it up, yeah. Because I didn't know. So,
3: you know, I was curious. But anyway, he was president from uh, 1923 to 1929, right oh. before the Great Depression. And he was the 30th president. Was he a Republican uh, wow. or Democrat? He was Republican. He's a good guy. Uh, there w- I don't think Democrats existed back then.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. Out of all that, Dave, which was really good, uh, omnipotent. Omnipotent. That's a good word, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, How are you doing today?
2: <laughs> I'm omnipotent.
3: I'm not sure. So that. was that guy
2: after those three plates of beans? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's funny,
0: man.
2: Uh, uh, that still, joke probably wasn't nearly as funny you, right, as, I mean, it, as it came out. I just, after reading it this morning, I'm like, oh, this would be a great
3: joke. I'll be able to roll right through. And I just, <laughs> I just caught myself. I couldn't get through it.
0: What was so cool about that is one to see you laugh that hard. It made me feel. I like, have
3: never seen Dave laugh that uh, hard. Yeah, I was
0: like. He's in an okay place, or he's not. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I just needed that, you
0: know yeah. what I mean?
2: After yesterday, right. and just I've had that's, a lot going on. I that's needed what that I mean. like, that like release of just energy to just go right. like ah, just gotta wash this shit off and yep. start over. Yes, you Absolutely. know. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff.
3: Laughter is the best medicine. Oh, it is.
2: It Dave. It truly yeah. is yeah. for yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yes. you get, you got to laugh about it and move on. And yeah, I, yep. yeah,
0: yep. yep. Yeah. Final thoughts, everybody.
1: Dave or.
2: I think I just gave you mine. Yeah, think now that, that's now good. that I think about it, you know what <laughs> nope. I mean? I think that was my final thoughts. You gotta <laughs> yeah. You gotta laugh about it and move on. You'll you'll yeah. we'll survive, Cleanse. we'll get through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, Cleanse. You know, we, you just you continue to evolve, right? I mean, you know, this might be a setback, but it it wasn't an ending. No. right. It, yeah. it was and when I say a setback, you know, I mean nothing in there was detrimental to our business. Right. It's just going to become more hoops more more
1: right you right. know and i we're going to uh, feel a little bit more unwanted yeah right? yeah and that's what that i mean when you asked me that and talked about it that's that's what crushed me the most <laughs> yeah. we're we're more unwanted right we we just try so hard
2: you know not to be political and here i am sitting here saying what has government done for you right you know and i guess i take that statement after yesterday and i feel like what has government done to you right is how i feel we left yesterday Government didn't do anything to help us yesterday. It did hmm. nothing to help us. Yep. You know and it, it just it's it's a little hard to swallow day in day out, that's all.
0: But as you know, you could lose a couple battles and still win the war. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Go Sean Forrest, go Joe Domenico. Yep. Bam. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, mine this week um I try to keep it where it's so somewhat simple, you know, easy to to follow and I had to read this Several times to let it soak in, so I'll I'll read it and and uh, maybe you guys can pick it up a little quicker than what I did. But it says here a fact is information minus emotion, you know. So I had to think about it, just just the fact, no, no emotion there. And then it says an opinion is information plus experience. So I'm thinking, okay, Mm, I like that, right? So here, here's the information, and then how you, how, and that, that's your opinion, right? But you got that information in your opinion because you gained experience. You know, we know, we know it's bad not to wipe the back of the trailers off, right? Right. From from experience, okay? So ignorance is an opinion lacking information. So I'm going to spout some shit out. (laughs) but you know it's my opinion but it's based on no information you know not Mm -hmm. not doing a thing right you guys and then and then how it ends is and stupidity is an opinion that ignores the fact and I, i i just you know i tried to concentrate on the word stupidity and and stupid you know and and it doesn't hold the same thing. But if you think about that, that you know, ignores the facts. Here's the facts. Don't be ignorant or stupid about the facts. You have to look at the facts. So kind of you just have to be open-minded, I guess, would be my, my final thought there. I like it.
3: Yeah. Uh, my final thought today is it's very easy to just be comfortable and <laughs> therefore complacent. Let's all try to raise our bar a little bit today.
0: like it. I like it. Very cool. My final thoughts, uh, my church is doing a sermon series called Change the World, and they gave you four steps to changing the world. The first one is you got to change yourself, and you change yourself by changing your heart. The second one is impact your circle and be famous to your family. The third one is influence your arena, which... I think JFW is our arena, and we can influence that and the people here and help them change their hearts and their lives. And then the fourth step is change your world. But it's pretty cool, and I I thought about you, Jim, right away. I can't hear the word or see the word arena without thinking about your Theodore Roosevelt quote. Yeah. That Anytime I see or hear that quote, I think of you because you're the first person that's ever told me that quote, and I always correlate those two. But... I didn't go to church this past Sunday because I was just burnt out. I explained to my wife I need some time to myself. And, you know, I just, I got to take my foot off the gas just a little bit so I can put it back on come Monday, you know. So anyway, of course, I'm going to watch the sermon now, right, (laughs) because you don't actually have to go to church physically anymore. You can still watch it. And very rarely I do that. But the name of the sermon this week was called Enter the Arena. And again, (laughs) I was like, like, man, this would have been a good one for Jim. And whatever, I'm not going to talk about the whole sermon. But part of that is critics don't count. Because, you know, in a quote, it's not the critic. It's the person who entered the arena. Who does the deed. Who does the deed, right? Don't let your critics affect your calling. You know, if you feel called to do something, don't let critics affect that. And uh, Sean, he started saying things like, you should go home and, and put a list together of all the people in your life whose opinion really matters to you and then forget about the rest of people the rest of the critics you know so to me like do i care what you and jim dave think of me absolutely i mean we were we're we're work family you know do i care what my wife and daughter or my my parents think of me absolutely do i care about what somebody from the outside looking in thinks about me when i'm trying to you know be called to do something absolutely not so critics don't count that's my final thought
3: and that's hard to do you know to say i don't care what anybody says and then on the inside of your head you're like really you well, know <laughs> not to
0: not to be confused with it's okay to to accept criticism as well you know what i mean like yeah you got to be able to accept constructive criticism it's not to be like I'm right everybody's wrong like you can but don't let them criticize your calling or what you believe in or what you feel like you should be doing.
1: Yeah, I take I take that a, a little bit different jam cuz I care what everybody thinks which, you know, you don't necessarily have to do, but I gather from what you just said that what who really counts is the people that count the most to you. Yes. What yes. they think of you and that's what really matters. And that's where I would have trouble separating that I need to concentrate. Yeah. Because the, the, the one quote I've seen where, you know, how you ended that one where, go out and change the world, right? I've seen a quote someplace, and I've, I've probably messed it up, but the reason it sticks to me is to change the world, sometimes you have to change yourself first.
0: That's the first thing. Change your heart is the first step of changing the world.
1: Right? And, yeah. and, you, and you truly... Truly, you just have to reflect on yourself so many times, you know, and I, and I, when you, when you say you, you got to take off, you know, take your foot off the gas there, I think sometimes you just need to recharge that battery yeah. and, and just, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy my days off here, you know, my weekends or whatever, whether it's being with the family and stuff, but so many times it just rejuvenates me oh, yeah. for my, for my work here. You know, and me and Dave both talk about that, where it's just that that little bit of glimpse of what the battle could look like.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, when I told my wife I need to take care of myself, it wasn't anything huge. Like, when I got home from the dirt job, I was like, I'm going to take a three-hour nap. That's what I feel like I need. Well, (laughs) Ace and Bella weren't home. I took a shower. I got in bed, and, and I couldn't fall asleep. But I stayed in bed for three hours and just relaxed. I don't ever get to do that. That's like, you know, it's unheard. Like, it, I couldn't believe it myself. And then I don't usually go to the gym on the weekends, but I fell behind. So I went to the gym that night and, you know, we didn't up. Got in wake some up, more steps? Got in some more <laughs> steps, yeah. Didn't, yeah, didn't, you know, I didn't go to church the next day, but I, I did, you know, do some other things around the house, mowed the grass, finished getting a wrap off the Jeep. You know, but those are just things like that was still taking care of myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I ended up getting another workout that day and, man, Monday morning came around. I'm probably good to go another six months away I've been going before <laughs> I would need to do something like that again. Yeah. But I just needed some time to, like, don't fill my plate with anything. Yeah. Uh, I need to just cl- clear off what I got on my plate type right. thing. You know what I mean? Right. So, Anyway. I-
2: I don't want to. I feel like we're sparking another debate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just a little <laughs> conversation. Like, these are supposed right? to be final thoughts, but right. I mean, let's go. It, I think at this table, we've all been blessed. You know, y- y- you say to make a list and write down who really cares right. about you, right? Or what you care what they think about yeah. you, right? We've been blessed to have people around us that we care what they think. Right. There are a lot of people that haven't had that.
1: Right. Though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and I think there's a big difference there. You know, there's a lot of people that they, they have people around them that don't care about them, mm. and that's you have to keep that that's, in mind. That's yeah. a lonely road. Isn't that's it, a whole Dave? other battle. Well, well when you I, think about I, I'm, it, I'm not saying they're alone. I'm just saying they have people around them that don't care about them, even though they're together. Jim, right. I know what you're saying. Being yeah, alone, I, I they're not alone truly because they alone.
1: Just, they just don't have somebody that cares. Well, that or they're just
2: yeah. We're saying the same thing. Yeah. They're they're not good friends. Right. Yeah. right. Or good family. And some people yeah. are stuck in those situations. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and hopefully they can see that and, you know, drag themselves to a higher bar. Yeah. Right? What's
0: What's your circle look like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 What's, what's your, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've had some good circles and bad circles. Right. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's a wrap. Let's read the creed and uh, get to work. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Together, Together we we face face and overcome all that stands before us.
3: Together, we are accident-free. Together, we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together, we celebrate our differences and respect respect those with whom we work. Together, we are accountable
2: for our words and our actions. Together, we are the JFW family. Thanks,
1: everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody.